The Read More, Read Well podcast, your help and encouragement on your reading journey. Hi, this is Marcy Stockman with Well Read Mom, and I am here today with my dear friend, Tracy Fink. Tracy, we go way back yeah. to the, we first met, tell how we first oh, met. Oh my goodness, in the church bathroom. <laughs> we were both pregnant at the time, and I had the idea to start a group of writers and was looking for people who might be interested, and we'd never met before, but we were both standing at the sink looking, and in the mirror I said to you, are you a writer? <laughs> and I said, I could be. What do you have in mind? Right? Yes. Because I, I thought, I like her. I yeah. want to be her friend. Yeah. And that's what I thought about you, and it was just great that you joined and the rest is history and you've been such a help in well-read mom through the years i don't think i'd be doing well-read mom had we you not introduced me to great books long ago yeah that was like the original book club it was, it was so meaningful mm -hmm. i i hadn't heard of these books dostoevsky tolstoy and on and on that mm -hmm. that you helped introduce me to tracy what are you doing now i am editor of Lake country journal right now. Uh, that is a regional magazine based in Brainerd for northern Minnesota, a lifestyle magazine, editing articles and soliciting writers and having a lot of fun. Well, well, welcome. And today we're going to talk about a book that you wrote, Love Letters to a Child. And what is this book about? I love this book. I used to, and still do, give it away to new moms. But I love the book. Tell us what it's about. The book encourages mothers to put their love for their children on paper. I kept a journal for each of my kids as they were growing up, and it turned out to be one of the most effective things I did as a parent. You know, Tracy, I found out about this late, a little bit late, and I, I didn't really start it. I didn't do it the way you did. I wish I would have. I, I learned too late, but I hope many women will. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, ways that you could apply this. I just started because um, older women had said to me, you know, when you're parenting young children, the days seem long, but the years are so short. And so treasure this time. So I just got myself a little blank book uh, and started writing down moments that were treasures to me. I didn't have any plan to, it wasn't like a parenting technique at the time. I didn't even think I'd ever give it to my kids, but it was, I wanted to treasure those moments. But then can I tell you what prompted this becoming a bigger thing? When Betsy, our oldest, was 12 or so, she came home from school so discouraged. Some mean girls that had, I don't know what they had said. I didn't write that down. Um, but she was so, her self-image was just destroyed by some of her quote-unquote friends. And I pulled that big 12-year-old girl on my lap and I said, let me tell you who you are from my point of view, who I see you to be. And I just read those little um, just snippets of moments when my life was better because she was in it or something charming she said or just how much I loved her or what I saw in her. And that completely... <laughs> changed her idea of herself 
And then the next day I saw that journal on my desk and a little note that said, write, please, please. And she was asking me to write more like, tell me who I am. So I saw myself as like a loving mirror to help her figure out who she is and what's good about herself. And so then just a couple years later, she came home one time and said, a friend of hers had been, was alienated from both her mother and her stepmother. And she said, mom, someone should write a journal for her. And I thought, yeah, she said, please tell other moms to write journals for their kids. So she's the one who said it had helped her so much. She thought other mothers should do it. That is fantastic. So you you started writing journals for each of your children. Now, women can find this overwhelming, right? Because my mom used to try and keep a baby book mm. for each of the kids. And, and it sort of became like a burden for her. But this is different from another kind of diary or baby book, right? This is a relationship kind of little book. Exactly. And so, yes, it was one for each child, and I didn't have any pressure, like I had to write any certain... I would go months, sometimes years, between entries. There's the tiniest little book that I started for Betsy, and it took me until she was 10 to fill it. Until I realized, oh, this means something to her, I should write more. But, um, yeah, so and I just... Had, it's different from a normal journal because it's one per child, and it's about our relationship, not about the whole family, not about my life. It's just about theirs. And I did try to make a rule for myself to only write what was true, because if I would write compliments that weren't true, they wouldn't believe it. And what was only what was positive, because that's what I, I want them to remember. And then for myself, I made a rule to renounce perfectionism. So it's like whatever pen was at hand, if I didn't finish the sentence, fine. If I misspelled a word, cross it out and change it. You know, they're very makeshift. And that's what enabled me to carry on with it because I didn't say, oh, I'll wait till I could do it perfectly. That is a key yeah, point. It is. Right. Okay. So I, I want to tell you, Tracy, so I, I started this right after, you know, you had been doing it a while and I started to catch, oh, this is actually a parenting tool. Yeah. This is actually a way to share a mirror with your child of what you shared about Betsy. She saw who she was through your eyes mm -hmm. and she needed that. Yeah. So I started, I remember one day um, I was so discouraged as a mom and one particular child, Nick, was just, he could have everybody crying. It was, it was genius. You know, every, he could have every kid <laughs> upset. He was outside swinging a golf club and I thought, I called you. And I said, Tracy, help me see more here. I can't mm -hmm. see. I'm so paralyzed. I'm so discouraged. I'm doing, I don't know how to move forward as a mom with this child. And she said, just, he's outside right now. You said, well, look out the window and just jot down what you see. I don't even know if you remember this, remember but, day, but yeah. I hung up, I looked out the window and there he was swinging this golf club and actually taking divots of clumps of grass out of the lawn and I thought what do I see I see this can't you see Nick that you're ruining the front lawn you know that that was my initial sight right and then I thought what do I see and and then all of a sudden it's like my eyes opened and mm -hmm. I saw this 14 year old boy who'd grown you know six inches in the last couple months his pants were already too short lanky and changing and I thought he's becoming a young man he's mm. changing my little boy is becoming mm -hmm. a young man and he's trying to find his place and it's awkward 
And I just filled with love for him. Mm. And I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yes. It's like a quest. It's kind of like if you go for a walk with a, a camera and you're on the lookout for beauty, you find it. You know, so if you're on this quest to find meaningful moments, like I don't want parenting to be humdrum and boring. I want it to be filled with meaningful moments. So if I'm on a quest to see what's something good about this child that I can jot down. In two sentences sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like quote something they said, like you said this and it really made me laugh and that it was so fun. Or somebody said this about you. So like one time somebody called to ask if Betsy could babysit and she was, she was, I knew she would be busy over the weekend. And they said, well, I always call her first because she's so good with the babies. And I wrote that in a book. So-and-so called and asked if you could babysit. She said, she always calls you first because you're so good with the babies. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, how long did that take? And so it affirmed that, that yes. it formed for her that she has a good relationship with babies. Yes, yes. And that people like her to babysit. So it's kind of like I'm collecting all the evidence of what are, how did God make you? What are your strengths and gifts? Because they don't remember. You know, if I'm, when I'm looking back to my childhood, I don't remember what I was like, what I was good at. Um, so it kind of helps the children become, figure out, who God made them to be. No, I did this with Emma. I started this little journal. I bought a little like three by four, really little notebook Mm -hmm. and started writing. I wrote uh, one of these Mm -hmm. affirmations to Emma, something I saw. She was probably about 12 and I put it under her pillow Mm -hmm. and she read it. I made a point not to say anything and kind of forgot about it. And then maybe three weeks later, there was a note under my, this journal was under my pillow and she had responded Mm. and we kept doing it this way, not talking about it, but just writing back and forth. And sometimes it'd be months, Mm -hmm. but then it would show up. And I realized she would write in that little journal when she needed to tell me something and maybe I was missing something she was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a drama in her life she needed to work through and it became it became a way for us to communicate in another way. Yeah, that's a wonderful variation on it to have it go back and forth. Tracy, so this book you wrote, uh, Love Letters to a Child, how, how does the book work? I know it's not that long. It's a shorter read. Yep. It's 150 pages. How, how does it work? How does it help a mom get started with this? So it talks about the story of how it got started and then lots of ideas of what you could do. There's a chapter for people who don't like to write. So ideas of what you could do, paste things in, put in quotes from books you like or movies, um, put in photos. So it could just be more of a collection, a list. Here are your favorite foods when you're this age or here are the your favorite movies. And there's, then there's a chapter for writers, people who like to do more writing, some prompt questions. There's a chapter for grandparents. So that's kind of the manual part of it. And then the second half is the rewards, the fruit of it. Oh, there is a chapter on secrets for finding time as well. But the rewards of it, of uh, like bridges that can be crossed again and again, it's like how all the ways I saw it bearing fruit in my children's lives and feedback also from, I gave a lot of talks to women during this process of writing this and doing it with my kids and the feedback that I got from them, 
you know, like sometimes moms would say that a child grew up and then came home and said, you never spent time with me. You never came to my games. She said, that's untrue. I went to a lot of games and I, oh, I sacrificed a lot to spend time with my child. Why can't he remember it? Well, write it down. You know, notes of, we did this today and it was fun. You helped me out in the garden today and we had lots of fun. Or, and then we decided to go get ice cream. You know, jot down just little memories. So when the child looks back, they realize, oh, wow, mom spent a lot of time with me. We had fun together. Right. No, that, that yeah. makes sense. So there's the, the rewards of it. And um, then another little, just at the end, how writing rewards the writer. And then that's it. Um, also some suggestions of books that I've enjoyed reading with my kids. And it was rewarding for you because oh you saw more. Yeah. It's an intentional way to help develop the capacity to see more. Yes. I enjoyed my children more because I was on the lookout for what was charming about them. Yes. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, you say that one of the things you're looking for or you document is spiritual milestones. Can you talk about yeah. that? Yeah. I was inspired by Larry Christensen's old book, uh, The Christian Family. And I include this quote here in the book that kind of talks about the concept of it. He says, a child whose faith consists solely of learned doctrine may have that faith badly shaken when it collides with rival doctrines in high school and college years, which is not to say we shouldn't teach our children true doctrine. Of course we should, they'll need that. But he says, a child who carries about within them the memory of countless encounters with the reality of God will not have to worry about holding his faith. His faith will hold him. So I wanted my kids to remember that God had answered prayer or been real in their lives or moved them. So I recorded things like, um, let me read you this one in Brita's. I wrote this in her journal. I walked through the living room as you were watching a VeggieTale movie called something like, Where's God When I'm Scared? You said, Mom, you know why we don't have to worry about bad things happening to us? Because God made us, and if he wanted us, it's his job to take care of us. Just like Betsy wanted a hamster, so it's her job to take care of it. Good thing I watched this movie or I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> so, so I wrote that in her journal. So she's telling her older self, you don't need to worry. God's the one who wanted you. He made you. He'll take care of you. And another time, she, the kitchen was miraculously cleaned up. And I said, what's this about? I hadn't asked her to do it. And she said, Jesus was here in the kitchen and told me I should clean it up. Just like the pastor said in his sermon that he tells us what he wants us to do. And I thought, wow, as I wrote that in her journal, you know, just these are maybe unusual. She doesn't clean up, you know, the kids don't clean up the kitchen spontaneously often. So I write down those beautiful moments when they feel led by God or there's an answer to prayer or something like that. Beautiful, beautiful. You're, you're able to, again, mirror back to them these milestones in their life, these aha moments. Can you start this at any time? Let's say you're talking to a mom with either a group of, uh, you know, small children at her, at her heels feeling overwhelmed or the mother with teenagers thinking, well, it's too late for me. Mm. No, it's never too late. I mean, especially the teenagers, like the thing you did with the journal going back and forth, that's really powerful. But most of us don't have anything in writing from our mothers 
telling us who we are, how much they love us, and what's unique about us. So, I mean, maybe we'll have kept a, a birthday card they send or something like that, but most of us don't have any kind of treasure like that. I knew a professor once who had under the glass on his desk a letter that his mother had written him. It was like so meaningful to him to have a message of love from his mother. And it's a rare treasure. So if, if somebody spent 10 minutes writing to a child what you see about your child that's unique and beautiful, who they are, and, and the fact that your life is better because they're in it, I mean, that really blesses someone. One letter that you make sure they save, put it in a plastic sheet holder in a three ring binder or in a scrapbook or, you know, if you do it once, that's great because that's better than most people have. Right. So you're really trying to free us from perfectionism yes. and to say, yes. make it a rule not to be a perfectionist and yes. get started and do what you can. So what would you say to the woman who says, great idea, and I, I wouldn't be a perfectionist, but I really don't have time for one more obligation? I would just say, don't make it an obligation. Make it fun for yourself. Once I started sharing, letting the kids read their entries, it became more fun for me because it was rewarding. They And they would ask for it. So one thing is, make it easy. Like, if you're using a journal or a spiral notebook, whatever, Keep it right on the kitchen counter or right by the chair if you ever sit down where you would sit and keep a pen right there. And, you know, so just make it super easy. But then maybe, you know, share it with your kids because then they'll ask you to write more. Can I just tell you one time yeah. about Jack was well and we had been reading Wind in the Willows before bedtime. And one night he asked me instead to read from his Me and You book, which is what he called it. And... So I was reading to him from the moments from when he was born, you know, till from through the years. And he wanted to be sure that I didn't get my cup of tea too close to it. He didn't want me to spill on it. He said, I like this book. And he said it several times. And then he said, I wish I could meet myself when I was little. So it was like I was the teller. I was the editor of the story of his life recording for him who he was, telling him about himself because he would never have the chance to meet himself when he was a little, but I did. So I had put that there in the book for him and it was helping him hold on to his identity and it was precious to him. That's beautiful. And then you had a time I remember with Jack when he memorized something. Do you remember the diving board or something? Tell yeah. about that. Yeah, right. So the backstory is that he had memorized the from his children's rhyme Bible, the story of David and Goliath, which he loved. And one of the lines from that is, God will be with me, David said, and then the king nodded his head. Okay, that's the back story. So here's what I wrote in his journal. Uh, he must have been like 11. As we were gathering your things together for baseball and swimming lessons, you said... It's just like all the pieces of a puzzle came together, so I could dive off the board yesterday. When I asked what you meant, you said, when I couldn't sleep that night, you told me to say David and Goliath in my mind, so I knew it, because that was like practicing it. And yesterday, when I was standing on the diving board, and I didn't know if I could go head first, the words just came to my mind. God will be with me, David said, and then the king nodded his head. 
and I did it. So somehow that memorizing mm -hmm. that scripture mm -hmm. rhyme yeah. gave him confidence. Yeah, it came back to his mind. And so when he told me that, I wrote that in his journal to help him remember the value of knowing God's word, how it comes to help us in time of need. And just to give him that memory of, look, you were scared to dive off the board and God helped you. Isn't that beautiful? And you did it. And he also helped himself. You know, he, Yes, he did. He brought this to mind and he did it. Wow, yeah. that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, this, this journal is a way to affirm your child's uniqueness as a, as a child of God. It helps you bond with yeah. your child mm -hmm. and celebrate them, encourage their character growth, note their character growth, and document milestones in their spiritual journey. And I bet your your daughter, Betsy, now is doing this yes. with her kids. Yeah, I and bet. Jack. Yeah, They're all doing it. Yeah, okay. they, yes. Well, so they're the only two who have kids so far. They just have little ones, but they have both started journals for both of their little ones and they say mom how did you find time to do it uh, you know we've we've just been able to do a few entries because life is so busy with little bitty ones and I said you know don't worry about it you write once write again next month or the month after that you know but they know the value of it so they have they do definitely want to do it with their little ones yeah, even jot down the, the nugget on a post-it note and, yeah. and put it away for later. Or, put these... or tape the post-it note in. You don't have to even rewrite it. Right. And <laughs> and like maybe put these spiral notebooks um, by your cookbooks. Exactly. Yeah. Somewhere super convenient. Yeah. Let me just say one last thing about the value of having it in a book or if you do it on a computer to print it out because having it take up space on a shelf gives it value. It's like you can pull it out and look at it. Like I can pull these books out and look at um, them and I can hand them to the kids. Betsy took hers to college and called one time to thank me. It had helped her through. So it, it there's value in it taking up space, being on paper. Wow. Of course, you know, we believe in that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. We yes. believe in the power of the written word. Right. Not just in the cloud somewhere. Right. A book has value. And for a child to say, you love me so much, you wrote a book about me. Tracy, you know I love you, and I thank God every day. Well, not every day, but I do recognize our friendship is a gift from God, mm -hmm. and it's continued through the years. And I know you're going to be back to do another podcast with us uh, for for next summer, but we'll we'll conquer that later. Uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you for writing this book, Love Letters to a Child, a resource for parents and grandparents. How do we get this book? Yeah, I was, I'm very honored to donate them to Well-Read Moms. So I want all of the profit to go to support your fabulous organization. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, so they're through your website, right? Okay, that blew me away, and it's going to bless so many moms. So you can get it through our website, and I, I hope that it can be a gift to many new moms yeah. and that many children will be able to grow in their relationship with their mothers through this marvelous tool. Thank you, Tracy, and for being mm -hmm. with us. Thank and you. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Did you like what you heard today? For more information about Well-Read Mom and joining a group near you, visit our website at wellreadmom.com. Well-Read Mom groups are forming now. We make it easy to grow in friendship by sharing great books and literature. 